on this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood with me, your host, Dominic J. Zenden. On this episode, Isabel Zimmerman, who's talking about her life, her work, and the things that she's currently doing. This lady is an amazing person to actually listen to, and I hope you learn lots from her. So welcome to everyone on Twisted and Misunderstood. In this episode, we are going to go to America and talk to the lovely Isabel Zimmerman. She is so many things. She is a past life regressive therapist. She is into quantum physics. She has lots of connections into channeling. So we can find out so much more about Isabel by talking to her. So hello, Isabel. Hello, Dominic. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very, very good. It's great for you to be on the Twist of the Misunderstood podcast here. And I'm sure that the listeners are going to enjoy listening to you talk about yourself. Well, let's hope we can keep them entertained, at least. I, I'm sure we'll do that. You've got so... Look, I've, I've looked deeply into you this week. And you've got so much knowledge on things and so much to give. It would be wrong of me not to address some of those things, okay? So we need to get that knowledge into, into podcast land where you can really feel comfortable with it. I want to start off, and I, I'm hoping I'm going to lead you down the right path here. I want to ask you, who are your mentors? Who are the people that you admire the most? Who are the people that I admire the most? Humans or passed on? I, don't, I honestly don't mind. You can talk about the whole of history as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't matter. Please, you just give me some of the people that really do make you appreciate them and what they gave to your life. Um, so I, I'm going to do one of each. Okay. Um, so I am going to give gratitude and thanks for my non-physical entity, goddess Isis. Okay. I am so happy that um, she's been with me on this journey as incarnated as Isabel. And um, I'm just so grateful for her. I'm, I'm just really, I'm really, really grateful for her. And I don't think I would be where I am at this level of understanding of the metaphysical world without goddess Isis. So what is the one lesson that goddess Isis has taught you above all the other lessons? The one that really helps me the most kind of relates to quantum physics, but she calls it the trick. Okay. And so the trick really helps me relate as a human. So when I heal, I never see the person as sick, even though they're moaning and crying and you can really tell okay. they're in physical pain, right? Okay. okay, yeah, sure. So the trick is to see them as perfectly healthy, as perfectly whole and, and not see the pain. So does this encompass your healing abilities into yes. goddess Isis? How did yes. you discover that, Isabel? Because that's quite a major step into your life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I, I would say when I was a very young girl, my mother is French, and um, I, I think I was like three or four years old, and I said, Mom, 
am I Egyptian? And she says, Isabel, you are not Egyptian, you are French. And I remember thinking as a little girl, I think she's got this wrong. I, I, I remember can't. really thinking she has this wrong. And I was fascinated with ancient Egyptian artifacts. And they, I mean, since I was a very little girl, I would get magazines, we would go to museums. Um, my, my mother is French. So when we went to the Louvre, they took me to the Egyptian exhibit. And I just knew that um, something, I was drawn to it. I was really drawn to it, but it was, I would say it's when, you know, and Dominic, I bet you can relate to this. It's a series of steps, right? It's not just one thing, but I would say the tipping point is when I, connected with ISIS one day at work and I listened to bilateral beats and I went in and I saw her face okay. and she told me her name. I've got and some questions. I've got some yeah. questions before you okay, go too go far too deep. First of all, you say you're a little girl. How old? What Three. Was Three years old. Wow, that's good. That's small. That's really tiny, isn't it? But yeah. we're like TARDISes, aren't we? You know, I mean, we're, yeah. we're sort of small on the outside, but huge on the inside. And also within that, that sounds to me like you were really fascinated and drawn into the Egyptian culture, the actual goddesses, the different things. So is Isis the only goddess that you connect to or do you have other ones that you connect to too? I do. So my upline, my inner being is goddess Athena. Okay, so, so, so I'm tell very me, connected. Tell me about that because I want to ask about healing, but I want to find out about these goddesses first, okay? Because so uh, goddess Athena um, didn't come into my awareness. Um, so when I connected with Isis, I would not channel any other entity but Isis. Like, I was just like, I got my girl. She's been with me since a baby. And she's into magic like me. And that's all I need. Okay. And, tell, uh, me, tell me this. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Because I think that when you talk about channel, you know, I mean, we're, we're in England and all over the world with the twist and the misunderstood. But I want you to tell me what you mean by channel. Because I understand you. But there may be people thinking... What's she talking about? Is she going across the channel because we're in England, you know? So tell me, tell the listeners what channeling actually means to you as well, just so it brings them up to date. Yeah. So channeling is connecting to the non-physical beings of light. You have to get into a relaxed meditative state in the beginning, I would say, because your ego mind tends to be chatty Cathy. And working with the divine is very subtle and delicate. So I would say meditation is a good step, but channeling, all that means is I connect with the divine and I hear them in my head. So it sounds like me. So like if I was gonna read a book that I had not written out loud, it would be my voice. You would hear my voice as Isabel, but those aren't my words. And so when you connect with the divine, not only do you hear language that you wouldn't necessarily speak, like I typically don't say, dear one and my child, when I talk to my friends, right? I'm relieved. <laughs> I did. I did want to know that. I was going to ask you later, but you've you've corrected that already. So that's yeah. Good. And so, and then their messages are very loving, and you, when you channel, you also. I am blessed that I feel it in my body, and I see images, and I hear them, and so it's a multi-pronged communication, and um, it's the best. Okay. It is the best. Let me bring this because that, that explains it a little bit more, because what you're saying is 
I'm channeling energy, I'm channeling messages through energy, and it's to the divine. Well, I might say to you, Isabel, we're all divine. We're all a part of that. So you're, you're channeling a part of everyone. And so that sort of cross-reference back into healing is an important aspect for you with your goddess, Athena and Isis. Yeah, Athena and Isis. And Isis. Yeah. So, so two major parts. And, and the healing, something you've been doing for how many years now? So in this incarnation... I would say I was healing all along, but I was unaware. And then when I started, I know, I know. It's always the way, isn't it, Dominic? Well, it's um, the old arts. When, we, when we're healers, we're normally into things where we make food or we're into nursing or one of the old professions normally. And it could well be the same as you. Yeah. And um, what's interesting was um, when I meditated, um, I received a, a download that I didn't have to go into a hypnotic trance. So like now at my level of awareness, I would say, I get information about my past lives without being hypnotized. Okay. And I have, you know, Isabel at this level really doesn't have control, but my inner being, you know, okay. like whatever information I need, I will receive it. I mean, sometimes they'll tell me lay down okay. and I'm in the middle of the day, you Do know, you always listen. Yes, pretty okay. much. Have you learned now? I, so let me tell you, I do listen, but this is what I always say to them every single time, Dominic, every single time I'm like, Really? really <laughs> like okay. it's never so, like yes i'm gonna do this it's always like right. really always resistance so when was the last time you said really to them what was the message oh my gosh it was just recently i was at a oyster uh festival and um they said we really would like for you to do um teachings at this local coffee shop and I said really like I don't have enough projects seriously guys okay. so the woman Marissa who owns Narrow and Nosh in sorry what's the name of, what, what's the name of the coffee shop again so everyone Narrow, Narrow and Nosh Narrow and Nosh okay yeah, and, that, that and where's that located in the world that is located in Newton, North Carolina. Okay, so if you're in Newton, North Carolina, you've got to get down to that coffee shop to see Isabel. You really have, okay? So, okay. So, I'm, um, so Marissa, the owner was there and I was talking to, I, I had heard spirit and sorry, that's my little dog. Thank you. Hold on, what do you want? It's okay. I'll keep talking. Hold on. You go and you go do that. What we're talking about is all about the the experiences of Isabel Zimmerman and her life, her chaos, yeah. her guides, and all the other wisdom that comes with her. And she's just now back to re-pick up on that thread. Talking yeah, about so sorry. Bijou, North Carolina. Hold on, you might have to talk again, Dominic. <laughs> look, look, all right, I have her. The I best laid plans. The best laid plans. I got her. You, Here she got, is. She's gorgeous. You tell her. You tell her that I love dogs. <laughs> you, so, you so there I am at the Oyster Festival. And I'm talking to Marissa. And Spirit had already told me. And so I spoke to her. And she's like, oh, my gosh. I would love that. And um, so I'm like, okay. And I created a flyer. I created the, I know what I'm going to cover in the four Wednesday evenings. At? Um, at what time? At the, at the coffee shop. Yeah, what time? At 6, I think I chose 6 p.m. 6 p.m., okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, so we got the plug in. I hope you have yeah. a long queue of people waiting for you when you get there now. 
you know what's so interesting, you know, um, so I, I have to share this with you. So I yesterday was Valentine's Day. And when I created this flyer, I chose a little blue heart that had a little side indentation at the bottom. Okay. So here I am walking, hiking, and here's a heart rock. Yep. And you probably can't see it on the camera, but it, has, it. it matches the exact blue heart. I've got it. I've got it. The, the indentation. Yeah. No, that's the indentation. That's what, but see, when that you I manifest, on the flyer. manifest thought, it becomes things, doesn't it? And we yeah. notice those things. That's, that's amazing. And this is a, a great way to lead into the mentor that's living now, because that's the one that we want to go to next. So who is it? <laughs> so this person's actually recent in my life. How recent? Um, four months. Okay. So that's pretty, but there's no time. So you could have well known them through many lifetimes. And I have. Okay. I do remember other lives with this person. Right. So it's just a reintroduction, really, isn't it? It's really a reunion. And um, he's from, uh, his past life is from Atlantis. And I know I've had several lives in Atlantis. Okay. And I remember a life with him, like in Norway, like sitting knee to knee, talking over a fireplace. Okay. Okay. What sort of, yeah, that sounds quite romantic, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. And he, he is, he's my partner. He's my teaching partner. Right. Okay. So you're, you're, di you're different partners this time around. You're teaching partners. Are yeah. you going to name check this particular wonderful man? Yes. His name is Tyler White. And, um, it's, I would say it's very in-depth. It's, it's a partnership in all levels, romantic, teaching. Um, but the reason why he's had like the biggest influence um, in my life is because we, we're such a good match that when we experience the metaphysical teachings or the energetic downloads or the human life, it's it's a it's a it's we expand together okay so quickly so you so resonate very quick on the same frequencies yeah we were really resonating on the same frequency and and to tell you the truth dominic i i'm so blessed with so many friends and so much support here in my human Isabel life, you know, like there's been other mentors, you know, other teachers, other like Gary Temple Bodley. I wouldn't who, be who, here. Who is Gary? Just tell us. So a Gary bit. channels the teachings of Joshua, and um, he really helped me understand uh, or awaken. I would say he really helped okay. me awaken. Right. Well, I'd like to add into that. I'm very grateful to Gary as well, because he brought us together indirectly. Yeah. And it was that. And he started this ball rolling, which has yeah. now become quite big. So if Gary's going to listen, thank you, Gary. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, to... I mean, I and, you know, Gary has been so supportive. Uh, I would not have been able to. Um, do these leaps and 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 his partner is Tracy Deloise, who was also my best friend from Connecticut. And I wouldn't be here without Tracy. Okay. You know, like you have to understand, I've had so much help and support. So to choose someone, it was difficult for me, but I chose Tyler because it is the most unique human experience i have had i would say fabulous see and that tells the story of a life doesn't it we meet many many people i reckon right we meet eighty thousand people in a lifetime some we recognize some we don't recognize some stay with us some leave us but they all affect us and isn't yes. it amazing how the amount of people we meet 
comes down to the special people that really affect us on what I think is a soul level. I think so. I think so on a soul level. And I think that's why I chose Tyler was because it's, it's such on a soul level. And what's interesting, my relationship with Tyler is uh, both of us are being mentored with um, with the non-physical, his higher self is um, Paul, the disciple from Yeshua or okay. Jesus. Okay. And so Paul would connect with me. I mean, I call him jovial Paul, but um, he would connect with me to mentor what I was going through with Tyler. And I can really see how they're teaching both of us at once, yet we're still having the human experience, but having a soul experience. And so it's, uh, it's wild. It's okay. You, you said you call him jovial Paul. Why do you call jovial him jovial Paul? Why? Why the jovial? I call him jovial Paul because every time I see him, he's got like a big smile and his mouth is open. It's not like a little smile, but like a big, big smile. And uh, I don't know. I just looked at him and I said, hey, jovial Paul. <laughs> okay, so there we go. And that's quite a, a long, quite a nice little intro into the next thing, really, because I'm going to ask you something now, which is going to throw you off your, your, your train of thought just for a second before we come back <laughs> onto it, as you probably well know. Um, favorite color? My favorite color is blue. So why do you always wear black when I see you? I wear, um, I do have other, <laughs> no, I, do. I wear black dresses a lot um, because when I was in corporate America, I, when I was really awakening and I, I have many projects physical projects, and now I only have non-physical projects, but um, I needed to get dressed quickly, look presentable, and walk out the door. Okay. And so I looked for a uniform because I didn't, so I had read that Einstein had the same suit in five different, five suits of the same suit. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I said, that is brilliant. Could I get away in corporate America wearing the same outfit every day? And then I went, no, no, the girls would notice they would notice. And then I would have to discuss it. And I don't want to discuss what I'm wearing. So I looked online for dresses and I was actually going to go with Navy, Dominic. Okay. okay. But here's the fashion industry. The fashion industry, no matter what line of clothing, they always make a black dress. Okay. So I didn't want to think about shoes. I wanted to put on something, look professional, and walk out the door. Really and understand you can't that. Wear a colorful scarf. Yeah, no, really understand that. You can always dress black up, can't you? So I, you I get can that. always dress black up. I mean, I am now buying. Um, now that I don't have to go to corporate America, um, I'm buying more colorful dresses. Fantastic. You know, because like now it's it's okay. But okay. living in the Northeast, you have to wear boots. It's yeah. cold. Sure. And. Yeah, so that's let me, why. Let me tell you something. The people dress psychologically in their own mind. They get drawn to the colors that are attracted to them and they will pick it out almost at will without even thinking about the dress, the color, the shape. So it's always quite funny when you see people how they dress because they don't think they've chosen it. <laughs> but they have, they've chosen it. They choose it almost to a point of unconsciously. And that's, and that's really what we do. Right. So, so black also rep represents the universe to me. Black represents magic to me. 
Okay. Black represents all the colors of the universe. So one of the interesting things in my past life sessions, um, because other people channel in those sessions, was as an artist, we knew that white held all the colors of the rainbow. It's the, okay. it's the one color. Yeah. It's the, it's one, the one color. The splits. Yeah. Right. But so does black. It holds a lot of different shades. But the interesting thing is 90% of the world's population have something black in their wardrobe. Isn't that interesting, right? Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. So it shows that it's a universal. It probably is a galactical thing. You know, it probably doesn't stop here on Earth. It probably goes to many different planets but i think it is a galactic thing and i think um you know it's interesting because a lot of people have have because when i bought the the dresses you know it was just so easy okay see so when it's easy it's the right choice isn't it and that's a great thing for people to understand that when things resonate with us we should go with them we should just go just, yeah. just feel it and go with it and not not really force against it. And that's what you've done. I want to move on because I okay. wanted to, to get you in that, that little sort of um, thoughtful mode because I want to ask you about Roberta Grimes. Tell me about Roberta Grimes because I know that she's someone that has been fairly close to you during your, your life. Yes, yeah, so Roberta Grimes came to me through my chiropractor um, I was writing a young adult novel and I had an hour commute each way and I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Come back, come back, come back. You were writing an adult... Young, young adult, adult novel. And? Yeah, <laughs> I mean... I can, can we find it? Do we know where this is? It's not published. I did is not it, publish it. Is it going to be published? Maybe. Okay, watch this space, listeners, because at some point, Isabel is going to publish this book and we can't wait to read it. <laughs> Please carry on. I wanted to ask before you went on. Yeah, I think the uh, handbook for the newly awakened needs to come first. <laughs> is that a new model Ford? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, so I've, I've channeled most of it, the newly awakened handbook. Okay. Um, so because I have so many projects, I tell them that, you know, I, let's just have a handbook. Let's just have a guide. You know, I mean, there's a lot of books out there. Um, and sometimes an in-depth book is really good, but let's just chunk it out and have it as a guide. And okay. so they know what to do and where to go and can find I ask you can I ask you something because this is what I always think because I, I love channel I love people who channel I think they're, they're amazing people they, they bring in so much extra and what I would always say is what's new in this book that we haven't learned before because there's going to be something new isn't there yeah so I would say Dominic um one of the things that I am really beginning to understand is my value as Isabel. Is that new so to you? When you? So when you start channeling, when you start working with the divine and the metaphysical, you tend to look up to them or because they're mentoring you and guiding you, right? Okay. And, and so in that journey, you you're getting like you're not like a really good this is how this is my analogy i'm the astronaut i'm the astronaut in outer space called earth my mission control are my non-physical spirit guides and my inner beings okay okay I'm their yeah. mission control but i'm the astronaut so I'm in outer space and let's say I have to go outside the space station. They might help me to fix the repair of the space station and tell me what I kind of need to do. But at the end of the day, I'm holding that hammer. At the end of the day, I'm going outside that space station, okay. right? 
Okay. It, so in the beginning, in the beginning, I was listening to Mission Control, and just recently, I'm telling Mission Control, "Hey, Mission Control, I want to go to that planet. I want to go to that planet over there. Can you get me there?" Instead of them saying, "Isabel, we think you would like to go to this planet." Now I'm asking them for assistance to go to that planet. Okay. And so let, it's different. Let me let me put it to you then that we're all one, aren't we? We're, yes. we're all one. We agree. We're all source. And when we're authentic, we become a part of the source. And, and so we can tap into the consciousness anywhere across the universe. We agree a hundred percent on that, don't we? Yes, a hundred percent. Because that's what it is. And I think that what you've done is you've learned that you're one of a part of a group. And yes. that group is galactic. Yes. It's, it's, it's staggering. It's, it's bigger than anything that we could ever imagine as human beings. But the bit that is so important to you right now, if I was to be so bold, would be to say it's, it's the new knowledge you're going to bring through. Not the old knowledge that we already know, not all the stuff that we've already been through and lived through during the 70s, 80s, 90s and 20s. It's the new stuff. That's the important thing, isn't it? And yes. that's why any handbook that's channeled will have new knowledge, new understandings, new insights. And it won't be about what's here on this planet. It'll be about what our galactic neighbors are like. Yes. So the handbook um, is really because I'm so passionate around the ascension. So I'm passionate around the ascension, not only on Earth, but on other planets. Explain how, that to us. Explain what the ascension yeah. is. So and I have to ask for my listeners, I'll only ask me, and I'll have to explain it, Isabel. And I'd far rather it come from you. So ascension, how how I see it or visualize it is really awareness of consciousness. When Dominic said there are levels of consciousness of oneness to infinity, the ascension, I'm just going to give you guys a visual because let's Fantastic. just simplify it. Yeah, keep so it let's simple. Just simplify I, it. I love it simple. It's much better. Yeah. So imagine um, uh, bands of color, like the rainbow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Instead of, of instead of like the rainbow half arch, I just want you to think of it as a square, but a rainbow square. Okay. Okay. Yep. Got it. So there's levels of consciousness, and let's say you you're you're starting off. The red is at the bottom, and and it goes up the colors to get to that indigo, purple, blue. Okay. So your levels of consciousness is in that frequency of the color of red. And the ascension is literally going to different levels of consciousness or bands of frequency. Okay. But you retain everything in the bands that you have been through. Okay, so you retain the memory of going through the different levels. Yes. And those levels are frequencies which are represented by colors. Yes. So every color has a frequency, basically. Every color has a frequency. And really, it's a little bit more complex by that. But you are, we, we say ascending because your frequency is actually vibrating higher. Okay. So the higher the vibration, the faster you ascend. Yes. Perfect. I wanted you to show that and to explain that because, you know, in my beliefs, everything is color and the colors say everything to me. So they understand that. My listeners understand that. And yeah. I wanted it to be explained in that way because it's a lovely coming forward and good luck with the handbook by the way that's going to be fantastic what we need to talk about is quantum physics 
because you are so knowledgeable about quantum physics. You know so much. I was in awe of you the other day listening to you talking about it. And you just, when you get on the go, you're just brilliant. You just talk and talk and talk about it. So I want you to talk about quantum physics. I want you to start off with, like you just did with the Ascension, with a very simple explanation for me, and then just tell me about quantum physics and how it affects our thoughts, how it affects our atoms, our energy, all the things that are going on here, because it's all about everything being together, isn't it? And everything being in the same dimension, even though there's many dimensions. So I want Isabel's take on this because it's, it's fascinating. You're gonna love okay. this. So I studied quantum physics. I was interested in quantum physics uh, when I was writing that young adult novel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that isn't published. That's, that's not published. <laughs> not published, okay. <laughs> so um, that research for that novel led me to greater understanding. I can see now why I was inspired to write that novel that's not published. Um, because I really think it was my personal teaching um, playground and it may, we'll see. Anyways, um, quantum physics is really the study of light and light is another word for energy. And quantum physics is really fascinating to me because they study the subatomic particles. So teeny, 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 tiny things like electrons and protons yep. and neutrons Think that make up atoms. the atom. Yep, okay. That make up the element. So this is, this is how I would like to explain it in a more simplistic term. One day, humans on earth looked around and they said, I wonder what makes up the trees and the rocks. And they were very curious, what makes up the trees and the rocks? And they came to find out the elements. And so you are familiar with the elements possibly when you went to high school and you saw the periodic table and you saw nickel and cadmium and gold and silver. And those are the elements that make up all that is on earth. Do we know all of the elements, Isabel? Do we know all 20, 126, isn't it? Do we know them yeah, all? I, is them I all? doubt it. <laughs> okay, so that's a, that's a Bob Lazar question for later on in the, in the podcast, <laughs> when he comes up and talks about element 132, which is what all the um, UFOs fly on. Yeah, the, the spacecraft that visit Earth. But I'll come back to the elements because that's where yeah. we are. So we've been on a journey to discover elements, right? The, the humans. Yeah, here. absolutely. Yeah. It's we've important. been on a journey. And um, so the elements, so that was their level of understanding. And then they uncovered atoms. And then they uncovered neutrons, protons, and electrons within the atom. And then we built the CERN collider, and then we came with quarks, ups and downs and whatnot. So as you can see, things are just getting more refined and smaller and smaller. And we come down to the Higgs boson, don't we? Eventually. Right, yeah. eventually. Eventually, right? yeah. Okay, but how is that really important? Well, because the interesting thing when you study this world of energy, because that's really what it is. It is, and vibration. Math, I yep. mean, it's, it's so funny, but you know, everything feels solid because there's an electric magnetic field and it vibrates at a steady rate. Yeah. So it feels really yeah. solid, Yeah. but it's not. No, no, that's, I'll tell you, Isabel, that is something that amazed me. When I first looked into this myself, I'm thinking I'm looking at a brick wall and it's just a lot of air with a nuclei in the center of it. And I'm thinking, yeah. how does that work? Have my eyes been fooled? You know, what is yeah. it that we're actually looking at? And it opens up doors, doesn't it, to the non-physical realm? 
It does. And I would say studying quantum physics has really helped me understand the metaphysical world. And I love now that I will talk to my metaphysical friends to understand the science world. Yeah. So for me, they're interchangeable. It's really the study of light. It's a study of energy. It's See, it's perfect. I think there's plenty of room for the scientific and the metaphysical to fit together because we need, oh, yeah. we need to understand both sides to understand the future. And it's oh, the yeah. Future. Yeah, and it's our yeah. future that we're walking through even though we've walked through it already. So we're only relearning this stuff, aren't we? We're just starting to understand it. Yeah, the holographic universe um, written by Michael someone, sorry guys. But I, I think if you look up the holographic universe, okay. it was a physicist that wrote it, but he brought in the divine. Right, see, that's the perfect balance. I love yeah. balance in life. I love watching things come out and they balance because if we get the balance right, then our knowledge expands, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's so funny how, um, I mean, not, not so much in my, in my experience now, but how funny people are resistant to the divine, you know, which is just more love. But but aren't we all the divine? Aren't we all the same? Aren't we We're all... all divine. So you're resistance to your you're resistant to yourself. Perfect. It's exactly it, isn't it? You don't want to resist yourself. You want to be able to incorporate and love because love is everything. If you can love, everything then falls into place. And that's really 100%. what it's all it's so easy, isn't it? When you start to do that. I want you to tell me a little bit about fairies. Because, you know, quantum physics and all that sort of stuff. Where do fairies fit into this? So fairies, um, I had an experience as a child where I saw um, gnomes. Okay. On Christmas Eve, when I was 12 years old. And now I'll, I'll share this story, but not many people know this story. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, please. I'm I'm all I'm I'm listening intently. Come, let's let's hear about the gnomes. So I was uh, I was 12 years old. I had just moved from Montreal, Canada, to Dallas, Texas. Wow. And we rented a house, and I remember unpacking. I moved during the school year. And so I was very sad to leave all my friends. And my mother and father were fighting and my sister was uh, older than me. Let's see, so if I was, she was 15. So she was a 15 year old teenage angst at that moment. <laughs> you like her now though. Yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> it was Christmas Eve. And I was unpacking boxes and I remember feeling very, very lonely, very out of sorts. And Christmas is my favorite, favorite, favorite holiday. And because we had moved, there was no Christmas tree. There was no decorations. There was, there was nothing. Oh, okay. And so I remember bringing a little Christmas into my bedroom because it was just that important for me. Okay. And it was, it was late. Everyone was asleep at the house and there was this big pecan tree outside my bedroom window. Okay. And it was probably right around midnight and I looked on the outside my window and I saw two little gnomes with red pointy hats running up and down the tree branch and they were taking off their hats and they were waving at me and I remember thinking I have gone crazy 
<laughs> I am hallucinating. Okay. What are the chances Christmas Eve going into Christmas Day that I'm seeing this? I must be making this up. But I stood there for, I don't know, maybe an hour, maybe a half an hour. Okay. And I would look away and I would come back to the window and they were still there. And I would like, I would, I would just test it. And um, it was very magical and I never told a soul. That's amazing because you don't, do you? You keep it to yourself because it's so far-fetched. It couldn't possibly be right. Did you ever see them again after that? Um, so interestingly enough, that next day, my mother, one of the only Christmas presents she gave me was a book on gnomes. <laughs> okay. So they really knew, didn't they? They knew to come and say hello. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, a lovely, that's lovely. That's a lovely memory as well. Because what that introduces you into is a separate world, doesn't it? Because the things that we don't see are still there. Things yeah. like shapeshifters and, yeah. and invisibility. Oh, get the door, hold on. <laughs> the, the things that we, we don't see in life, things like um, shapeshifters and energy and things that are out there. We're only starting to discover there's um, quite a lot going on with things like orbs and also with the, the energy that we have around us. So we're just starting to come into the world where we're being introduced, Isabel, to things like orbs now. We're being introduced to things like shape shapeshifters we're being introduced to things that are are different to what our perception tells us should be there and because we're being introduced to those things it's special isn't it and you got introduced to these gnomes at 12 years old so so how nice is that that sounds you know a lovely experience and um i i would say that hold on come on in dogs I would say, I would say that everything that we have been taught that was metaphysical or not real is real. And that was really mind blowing and eye opening to me. So if you hear something or read something of like a shapeshifter or the big Yeti or, or the embottomable snowman or whatever whatever is sounds like fiction they exist have you ever come across a bigfoot or a yeti or in the bonville snowman yeah you know, what's your belief structure so the, my experience was roxanne swainhart channeled um the entities from mars and those entities consciousness came to earth and built a body of Bigfoot and Yetis. And um, they don't die. They said they're eternal, okay. but they built a durable body. And that's why there's no bones found. That's, so that's really interesting. Yeah, know, because yeah, I mean, we we know there's a Yetis. We know they're there. We see pictures of them. We see people capture them. But we also see and hear them, don't we? We hear them knocking. We hear the, the shape and, and everything, but they disappear. They go into invisibility, don't they? Yeah, because they're very advanced. So um, as Roxanne was channeling, I got really, really tired. And that's when I know spirit sometimes comes in. Yeah. And... Um, that consciousness contacted me, the Yeti. That's fascinating. And so, what was more fascinating, Dominic, because this doesn't always happen, but all of a sudden I smelled wet dog and swamp. I don't wet dog go, and swamp. I don't, even want to, I don't want to go there. I don't want to smell that. Thank you very so, much. So, <laughs> and it, and it, it was the Yeti. So okay. um, Rex, Roxanne finishes the call 
And I said, oh my gosh, Roxanne, when you were channeling, this is what I smelled. And he's like, she's like, this is, that's what they smell like. They, okay. they tell me that's what they smell like. Of course, because why wouldn't we sense the smell? Why wouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, that's really where we are. We have to learn the, the five senses, open up the sixth sense. That's our basics, isn't it? So yeah. if something has a unique smell, it's the best evidence. If something tastes in a unique way, it's a unique evidence. So yeah. you're tasting something that you know exists. I want to sort of just try to understand what were they trying to communicate, Isabel? So they were a lovely consciousness. They, you know, I'm so blessed. I get to meet friends everywhere. <laughs> Okay, so they were non-hostile, they were friendly, they were kind, they were warm. They were so friendly, and um, they were Fast. just they were just telling me how much they loved me and that they were really happy to meet me, and um, they really honor my path, and uh, that I can call upon them anytime. Have you ever met anybody else that's had contact with, with, a, with a Yeti? Yeah, so um, a couple of my friends actually have, and their experience, um, the similar stories, different parts, um, because they had contact, they knew other people who've had contact. And here's, here's the interesting thing. The Yeti disappears, like you said. Yes. And they really come to that human for a reason because they're reading vibration. Okay. okay. And it's typically life-changing for that human to see a Yeti. Okay. And every once in a while, a human will see a Yeti and gets kind of derailed because it's sure. so jarring to them yep. to have seen this creature that they kind of go a little, you know, they're upside. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things that we're not ready for it, are we? And I think that we have to have a mind that's open to lots of different possibilities to think of that there is lots of different creatures out there. What they say, Isabel, is that when things come into our consciousness, they manifest. So there's lots of stories of different animals. There's the skinwalker, isn't there? There's the there's the um, rape man. Have you ever come across the rape man? There's there's quite a few mothman, all these mythological creatures that they reckon when they come into our consciousness, we actually welcome them into our realm, which is yes, yes, which is really so, interesting, isn't it? So you know it's awesome. So Dominic, have you noticed that there is unicorn images everywhere lately on Earth? I haven't like, really, no, but okay. is that something so, that you, you're aware of? That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. So okay. unicorns are like everywhere, like every retail store and, um, you know, costumes on mugs and T-shirts and just unicorns everywhere. And um, so they're, they're a consciousness and they said, we're coming back to earth, you know? And I'm okay. like, oh my God. Are we going to start to see unicorns? Are we going to start to yeah. manifest in front of us? Yeah. So unicorns really were hunted by us. And so they left. Were they but, from our um, realm? Were they from this realm originally? Yeah. 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 Because there is a, a standard way of thinking that all the planets in the whole of the universe, not just the galaxy, the whole of the universe, all interconnect with different species at some point of time or another time. And we just happen to have a fair few here on earth. And yeah. they're gonna be interacting with a fair few more as the as the century winds forward. And it's gonna be lots of other animals. And you know, it's about the sun planets out there that haven't got any animals on, none at all. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, it's, it's an amazing wide diversity, isn't it? And I love the thought of unicorns being able to manifest and, and be there and, and actually show themselves because 
it's going to give people a bit of a shock, isn't it, when they start seeing these beautiful, very sentient creatures, noble creatures, walking up and down in front of them. It's going to be quite a quite a shock. It it's so it's so interesting, and um, I'm really appreciating um, because of the non-physical uh, mentoring. I'm really appreciating our diversity. You're absolutely right. There are planets where there is no animals. The fact that we have such a diverse amount of different types of animals is um, so. This is what they 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 said to me. They said. Um, the kitty cats, so house cats, are connected to the Lyrians because the Lyrians look like um, they're bipedal, but they look like big cats. Okay. And um, so house cats can connect to that galactic energy. And so the Hathors um, are depicted with uh, cow faces. And so cows can connect with the Hathors and the, um, wow. the golden rays, which is also known as the mantis. So everything, what they said, all the animals have a galactic higher consciousness representative, representative in our galactic realm. Okay, which is a lovely double back, isn't it, to Egypt? who the Egyptians introduced the cats, didn't they, into society. Yes. So in a way, we've come full circle, all the way around back yes. to the cat and into Egyptian culture. So it does, and I think that things that come into the consciousness are really, really important to understand and to notice. So a couple of things before we end, Isabel, because we, we're coming, sadly, to... You know, to a you know end of this this time that we spent together. It's been wonderful having you here and listening to you talk and understanding things. So, oh gosh, my throat now. Tell me, what's coming up for Isabel? What's coming up for Isabel Zimmerman in the next few months? What are you going to be up to? So the next few months, if you guys are light workers, I just want to let you know I do have uh, light worker T-shirts on Amazon. Um, in a few different countries. And I was inspired to create these light worker t-shirts or apparel because humanity is waking up. And so um, eventually other humans who are awakening, if, if you identify yourself as a light worker of, or, or being in service, you can help that person. You can talk to that person that they can go to you and say, oh, you're a light worker. Because when you first awaken, it's kind of, it's a little bumpy. Okay. So that's one of the things that's going on. Where can that's I one get... of the things. So, And then um, I'm also um, in Florida. I'm doing a group uh, soul work workshop. Okay. Over a weekend in uh, Florida to really, so all of humanity will, there are phases and stages to the ascension. And what I would say, or we would say, is that working with the inner child is part of that phase. Okay. It's, under, it's, yeah, it's understanding sure. that you have an inner child and that some healing may need to be done Fantastic. around that. So what's the dates for those, that weekend? Do you have that them That will be April 29th, uh, 30th, and May 1st. And I'm going to put everything on my website, Attracting Wisdom. So Attracting Wisdom is your website. Um, yes. Can you give us the, the full address? So I will yep, put it in the head as well. Yep, it's www.attractingwisdom, one word, dot com. Okay, so if anyone wants to get in touch with you, wants to come and mail you, they can go to Attracting Wisdom at, yep. sorry, say it again, dot com? Yep, dot com, www.attractingwisdom.com. <laughs> dot com. Very simple. I shouldn't have messed that up, Isabel. Oh. <laughs> before, before we go, tell me, what was the last piece of music that you listened to? The last piece of music is Hold Please. 
It is, I will tell you, because I had Pandora on. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was, dun, 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 dun. let's see. I think, okay, so it is Kara for Kuva, veiled in blue, Alera. There it is, kids. Fantastic. So what made you listen to that? So I, uh, I listen to a variety of music, but I, um, I like um, electronic dance music, EDM, or okay. alternative. And um, I like to get lost in the words and the sounds. So it helps you just lose yourself in, in the moment. Yes. And is that a great piece of music to get lost to? Yes. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite working out is called Ghost Keeper. And, um, and I love it because it's like the tempo goes like slow and then it goes fast and then it goes slow. And so like when I'm, when I'm running, I can like do a burst of energy and then go down and, and I work out, um, it helps in my channeling, it helps connect to my body. I, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. a lot of people do yoga Yeah. and, um, I, I like yoga, but I love walking and I love I just you, you just gotta find what you like. Oh yeah, now music I think is an amazing source of energy. It's an amazing yes. source. And I think it says so much about a person, what they listen to. It gives us an insight into you that you would never ever tell anyone because you you're you're having to tell me right now, and I love that. So give it a couple of name checks of the, the ghost um, music you listen to. Ghost Keeper, let's see who that's by, because it's like Russell Klang. It's yeah. like, um, so what I like about Pandora is like, you can find different artists. Like, yeah. it'll, like it'll play like a similar song. Yeah. And like, there's like, even like my thumbs ups. Hang on, I'll show you my thumbs up. So there's, I just got to play this one song for you. Hold on. Okay. Because, okay. um, wait, that's Elvira. That's okay. Not so bad. Okay. So this is new. It's called Anxiety and Willow. So this is it. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Hold on. Can you hear? No, no, I've got nothing but right. anyone that's listening can go and look it up because meet me at our spot. And then you have to, you have to listen to this, Dominic. I will. It's funny. I love this it. It's called Record Player. Daisy the Great and AJR. I'll okay. I'll instant message you so you have it. Fantastic. So you can it. listen. I'll put it on the podcast at the end for people to okay. hear if, if I'm allowed to. It's it's just great, isn't it? I think music brings us all together. I I, I love everything about music. And I think that when we when we sing together and we laugh together and we stay together and we then work together, it becomes joyous and it becomes fun. And that's really what life is about. And this is what this last hour has been about with you, Isabel. It's been about fun, laughter, a few little things that have thrown you a little bit, and then a few little things that we've come back on. But we've had fun doing it, and I hope you've enjoyed your time. I'm sure everyone's going to love you. I hope you get lots of emails all telling them how wonderful you are and what they want to connect Aww. to and they come and buy the t-shirts and come to your seminar in florida and you know and i wish you lots of success in the in the coming weeks and months and i look forward to having many 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 more conversations with you absolutely dominic anytime well that i will take you up on that you might regret that at some point <laughs> but but for today it's isabel zimmerman and her website is attractingwisdom.com. See, I didn't mess it up the second time. So, so until next time on Twisted and Misunderstood, bye for now. Bye from myself and bye from Isabel. And hang on. Uh.
I hope you will agree that was a fascinating conversation with Isabel. If you want to get in touch with her, her website is Attracting Wisdom. So if you put that into Google, you'll find that. It's also the information will be how to contact Isabel Zimmerman. It will be in the heading to this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood with me, your host, Dominic J. Zenden. All music on this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood is by kind permission of Mel West MacWaters. Mel has an amazing portfolio of musical ability. And if you want to learn an instrument, learn to sing, or just want to hire her to make you some jingles, go to her SoundCloud page at Mel West MacWaters at iTunes. <laughs>